listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. We have um, some very well-known readings at Mass here this weekend, and uh, the theme that unites the readings is the call. Really, it's the call, kind of a famous story, the call of Samuel sleeping in the temple. And I love that line, he did not yet know the Lord. Right? He, he was hearing the Lord calling him, but he didn't quite know what to do. And um, then we have this account from the Gospel of John, in the early days when Jesus was just getting started, and he started to call his disciples, come and see come and see, come follow me, come and see where I'm staying. Um, We have found the Messiah. And then it says that Andrew brought his brother Peter to Jesus. I love that line, he brought him to Jesus. Um, I'm gonna go out on a little bit of a limb here, okay? Um, Sometimes we may hear these stories and we may be tempted to think that uh, this is a story that applies only to the priest or to the religious, right? This kind of dramatic call, hearing God come, you know, in the psalm, we beautifully saying, here I am, Lord, here, here I am, here am I, I come to do your will. It's kind of this kind of, we sing that for, for vocations, like who will answer the call? And um, certainly these readings do apply to that situation. People have a vocation to priesthood and religious life. It's, it certainly applies. Other times we might be tempted to think that these stories only apply to the young, right? So we have this young Samuel, we've got Peter, James, and John, it's the early days of Jesus, they're younger. Um, and I would like to correct those misunderstandings. Um, certainly, it does apply to the young. And uh, there is something beautiful and exciting about being a young person. You don't really yet know what your life is going to be, and you think, and you pray, and you ponder and you search and you seek and you try to figure out your path in life. What is it that God is calling me to do? But I would like to propose that um, this, these stories about the call actually apply to everybody. And um, I do believe it's important to point that out because um, I'm starting to get the sense that one of the problems that we have in the church these days people who don't live their life with a sense of purpose and mission. You know that uh, it's easy to kind of keep your relationship with God in a little box over here, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the rest of my life. Wrong. If you are baptized, you, you know, from the grace of your baptism, there is a calling for everyone. And uh, if you rewind the tape about 50 years to Vatican II, that was one of the big themes that the bishops and the Pope at Vatican II felt so strongly about, is that the, the idea of a vocation and a calling, it's not just a, an elite few or a priest or a nun or a young person, but because of baptism, we all should be living our lives with a sense of mission, a sense of purpose, a sense of uh, there's a reason why God has me here. And that reason is summarized for us so beautifully in this gospel. You are here to bring people to Jesus. And uh, that's a little challenging in some Catholic circles. You, you know, there was a time when people thought, oh, that's just for the missionaries. That's just for the priest or whatever. No, 
that is why we are all here to bring people to God, to bring people to Jesus. And um, I have a funny analogy, which hope maybe could help us to understand this a little better. And I was thinking about, um, believe it or not, I was thinking about money. Now, St. Francis, please forgive me <laughs> with his vow of poverty. So why was I thinking about money? Um, I wanna make an analogy, which hopefully pulls it all together. Um, if it doesn't, please forgive me, okay? Um, so in the second reading, did you catch what St. Paul said to Corinthians? And he described the death that Jesus offered on the cross for our sins. He made the comment, you have been purchased at a price. That's interesting, right? That's the language of money. Like we have been purchased at a price. The price was not silver or gold. The price was Jesus's life. And the reason why St. Paul mentions that is because the higher the price, the more precious the thing, right? The really precious things cost a lot more. And what he's saying is, is that God himself spent his flesh and blood for you. How precious you are. Isn't that beautiful? But there's a money analogy. And you know, when you're younger, let's say when you're in the work world and you have the ability to work and make money and you, uh, you do so for many reasons, right? Um, money is the thing that makes the world go around, as they say. I know St. Francis is gonna be so unhappy with this homily, okay? <laughs> but if you think about it, it the working and the money, because the, the money pays the bills, right? puts a roof over your head, it puts clothing on your body, it puts food on your table. Um, money can do a lot of good things. And uh, if you have the gift of working, and you have the gift of earning, um, God has given you the health and, and the ability. Um, certainly you can do all of that. You can also do charitable works with your money, right? Almsgiving and helping the poor, charity. Uh, for people who are in different situations for different reasons, they could be benefit from your charity and uh, Jesus himself talked about that and that you know he, he in the gospel Jesus said it uh, you will receive a reward or a payment again it's money language from God our Father for our acts of charity you know you will receive some type of reward in heaven that is Jesus himself and um, I want to stretch the analogy to kind of bring it home now you may be thinking well um, what about if I'm not in the working bracket? You know, for different reasons, maybe your health, maybe you're retired or anything. I think there's a spiritual application here, and it has to do with your calling. Just as working to receive money and then money being used to do good things, I think that there's something there that teaches us how grace works also. So even if you're not young, there is still a call from the Lord on you today. Well, you, you know, check your pulse. <laughs> your heart's still beating. You're still breathing. You're alive. You're here for a reason. There's something that God is hoping you'll do in this stage of your life. And uh, certainly, one of the things that becomes so lucrative when you get older is the uh, spiritual treasure of your prayers and sufferings. We don't hear so much about that, but if you read some of the theology books in the days of old, they kind of talked about that a little more, that when we pray, it's not that we're earning, but when we pray, when we suffer, that there is a grace that is unleashed on the world. It's a spiritual treasury. It's like the analogy of money. 
And so you suffer when you pray for your family, for your loved ones, but even for the world, you are cooperating with the coming of God's kingdom and somehow you become a secondary cause in God's plan. And uh, you become like a very successful Wall Street guy. That there is a treasury of the grace that can be spent on people's souls. And um, I, I think maybe more and more we should be talking about this, that uh, we face a very difficult, uncertain time in our history, and we feel temptations to worry and anxiety, and there's this kind of idea of like, what is going on? Things are falling apart. And I wonder if part of the thing is that we're not praying. We're not praying, right? Our Lady at Fatima said that God will bring peace through prayers. Prayers can stop wars. Prayers can bring peace. That's what the angel told the children the year before the Virgin Mary appeared to them. That when you pray, you call down peace upon your country. So there's a spiritual reality, which is a little harder to understand. And uh, in the Bible, it does make reference to the use of money as an analogy to understand better how does grace work. And so there is a calling at every stage of life. You know, when you're younger, when you're in your midlife, when you're older, when you're elderly, there is a call from the Lord to do a mission, to do a mission, even if maybe for some of you that is prayer and sacrifice. Let's not underestimate the value of that. When we get to heaven, we are going to be so surprised. <laughs> we are going to have so many moments like, oh, you know, things uh, in reality are so different than what we think sometimes. It could be that the most uh, fruitful and beautiful years of the life are the, are the final years. At a time of life when the world would think, oh, you're no longer useful, where the reality is actually you are most useful. You are there growing in holiness, praying, interceding, answering the call like Samuel, Lord, I am here, I'm your servant, and um, bringing people to Jesus, bringing people to Jesus. Certainly that can happen through evangelization, but when we get to heaven, we are going to be so surprised to see how the prayers brought graces to others, you know, and you're going you're gonna to realize it's going to be a whole team of people waiting for you. And when you get inside those pearly gates, you're going to say, well, who are all these people? And you're going to find out these are the people that prayed for you. These are the people who unleashed gracious graces for good things to happen in your life. And then you're going to be in that pack for other people when they get there to the pearly gates. And it's like, I prayed for you. I cooperated. I helped unleash the graces that you needed. That's what it means to pray and intercede. Isn't that beautiful? How different that is from a worldly way of seeing things, huh? How different? So, brothers and sisters, let us answer the call that we are on a mission and we're here to bring people to Jesus through our charity and certainly through our encouragement but mostly through our prayers and our sacrifices and our sufferings united with the Lord's cross. Amen? Amen. God bless you. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.